The following podcast is a next level production. Maybe if I'd raised you, I could have made you better. And not some weak, sniveling pussy starved for attention. But there's no fixing that now. Weak? I'm you. I know. You're a fucking disappointment. Leave him alone! You'd almost lost all hope. And then you came. Oh, Peter. You were just so perfect. That's what Kamal means in Arabic. Perfect. But in Urdu, it's more like... Uh, what's the word? Wonder. Marvel. Kamal means marvel. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this will be a spoiler-full podcast about both The Boys Season 3, Episode 8, entitled The Instant White Hot Wild, and Miss Marvel Season 1, Episode 6, No Normal. So we're going to jump right into The Boys Season 3, Episode 8, The Instant White Hot Wild. So I will read the synopsis saying... Calling all patriots, let's show Homelander we've got his back and we're not going to let Starlight and her Starlight House of Horrors get away with the trafficking children and drinking their adrenaline. It's time for real Americans to fight back. Join the home teamers and stormtroopers tomorrow at Vart Square. Stand back and stand by. Well, uh... I, I do have to agree, adre- uh, uh, you know, drink your adrenaline, but also listen to your adrenaline cinema podcast. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, not cheap, you know, the cheap pop right there. But yeah, it, to me, it's like yeah, with these uh, synopsis or synopses that they give, it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I love this. I mean, I thought that it was a great finale. There's so many things like you know, I, I watched it three times uh, getting set up for this because you know, man, whew, yeah. on season four is all I can say because. We, we, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, set a lot of stuff up for it, and I can't wait to see what they do with season four. I yes. can't wait to see everything with the boys' universe. Yeah, the only thing I have to say about this, and I have to go back to Austin Powers regarding this Daddy wasn't there because <laughs> uh, Homelander, Daddy wasn't there. Here's a little crybaby boy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's what we get to see at the very end. So Daddy wasn't there. He had no hair. Oh, no, I have no hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it, it showed more and more, and then those are the cool elements within the episode that we'll talk about when we talk yeah. about this. So we're going to jump right into, uh, you know, I actually did enjoy it, too, before we get into our highlights. Uh, it was a great turn of events. Uh, we did get a lot of people changing their minds about their plans go on the fly based upon, you know, what was happening within the episode. But this made for great action and TV, in my opinion, overall. that That's literally what my feelings were about this particular episode. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was great the way they the, the way they, they, they kind of subverted our 
expectations in a, in yeah. a way because we were expecting one thing and we got something completely different and and then we got wow just some great stuff in this episode oh yeah i i would definitely say that let's move right into our highlights so what's your first highlight that you liked i, I just want to talk a little bit about butcher because i i like this whole his whole arc this season and the, particularly the storyline in this episode has been really interesting because we've gone from the butcher who, you know, was willing to do anything to take down soups to he's still that butcher, but he, he wants to save Huey. He doesn't want Huey to, uh, uh, you know, to die. So he, he knocks him out before mm-hmm. Huey will take the V again. And so he and Soldier Boy end up going to take on Homelander, uh, you know, by themselves. And then we see him. When he sees that Ryan is there, he's like, oh, no, this is this is totally different. And then Soldier Boy hits Ryan and that changes Butcher's, you know, demeanor completely to where he and Homelander, they almost kind of team up going after Soldier Boy for a correct. There yeah. For a few yeah. Minutes. That was and interesting. So yeah. And then the very end, him talking to the doctor and the doctor basically saying, well, you got 12 to 18 months to live. And he's like, well, you can't smoke in here. And Butcher's like, what do you think? You know, just F off. I, you just told me I'm going to die in a year to a year and a half. Why do, what does it matter if I smoke? You know, <laughs> kind of thing. And, and then I love that, that toll leaning in the door things, drinking the, drinking the soda when he's, he's over, you know, he's kind of, you know, I got the impression that he was listening in on everything they were saying. He heard, all of them talking about Starlight joining the boys, which I think is just amazing that yep. we have the boys back with a couple of girls. And I loved everybody raising their hand. And, you know, Frenchie saying this is this is democracy now. Butcher's not in charge. Yeah. But then still, when they see that Victoria Newman and that's a whole nother thing we got to talk about. Um, and he's <laughs> like, OK, she's next on the list. And I just love that we got this moment to where now we see that the boys are full on. We've got a full team here with at least two soups. Um, and depending on what Billy does about, you know, what does he care about taking more V if it's, it's I wouldn't be surprised in the beginning of the season. He takes the V like you stated. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I just loved his arc, but at the same time, you know, he accepts the whole team accepts starlight into them. And it looks like Billy is as well. He's going to accept starlight into them as part of the team. So I just like, I just love, like I said, I loved his arc. And, and everything that happened with him throughout the season. I think Billy found family is what it was at the very end of this. And I think that's literally what he needed. And that was based upon my thoughts of how he kept looking at Huey saying, you do look like my freaking brother. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how it was. It's like, okay, so he loves Huey like a brother. Yeah. And he wants to be... He was older brother at this point. And, and he also wants to make up for what he did to the others like M.M., Frenchie, uh, who else was uh, Kimiko mm-hmm. and, and all the others that were th- involved with the boys. And now he's accepting of, of all things Annie. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's great. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned that that about the Billy found family because we have the exact opposite with Homelander. Oh, he has no family. <laughs> rejecting all of his family, and all he has is Ryan now. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, let's talk about that too. That there's that meeting too, and that's one of my highlights is meeting with Homelander, Ashley, Adrian, and the Deep, saying that he was promised a family by Vaught, and they were all that he had, and he was left with this, yeah. and he was not happy with this. 
And I think he felt noir was literally family because he was brought in, but he felt betrayed at that point because he winds up killing noir because noir winds up telling him of what uh, soldier boy had done. And yeah. Yeah. It, it, that was a weird, like I, it took me watching it three times to really fully understand what was going on there because basically Homelander killed noir because he realized that noir knew all along that, that he was his boy, father. Yeah. Yeah. That soldier boy was his father and yeah. that soldier boy was alive somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I had to work this out in my head because he killed Black Noir basically because Black Noir lied to him Correct. for at least, you know, 20 years or whatever, however long uh, he's been an adult. Because he was obviously he was a child when I, I'd say he's in his 30s. So, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying he was a child when Soldier Boy went off, to, was taken off by the Russians. Correct. Noir, you know, so he's like, you've known my whole life. You've known where my father is and you kept it from me. Exactly. And that's where. That's what I, when I realized that that was why he was so intense and so, uh, yeah, so k- killed him. And that whole scene is just, oh, uh, oh, just, that was so hard because he put his fist right through his body and you hear the gurgling and then you mm-hmm. see the cartoon animation behind him going, oh, and then he kind of like drifts off and that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, within the scene, though, with the meeting, though, he gives deep uh, a mission, which was from Victoria Newman, which we find out later. And I kind of figured it out uh, once we saw the runner up for the uh, vice presidency in Mm -hmm. the pool at that point, which is what he was able to do. Uh, Ashley, he goes, Ashley, take that wig off. What wig? And she takes it off. And then we realize I I knew her hair couldn't be (laughs) that thick. So she kept pulling and pulling and pulling. And she was basic. She might have probably. Pulling out all her hair, yeah. yeah all out of all her She's hair, but by, by that time, like, uh, it had to be last season that she ordered this wig because she kept pulling it and having people pulling it for her, too, with her sexual requirements mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then Homelander, Homelander talking about uh, A-Training, A-Train killing um, his own kind with Blue Hawk mm-hmm. as well, but the fact that, you know, A-Train is still self-hating at this point because he's got blue hawks heart in him which is it's still a hypocritical statement for homelander right because he just killed war like exactly he, he's blaming a train for killing blue hawk saying well you're killing your own he, and earlier in, in the last episode he tells victoria newman thank you for choosing your own but then homelander kills noir so it's 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 a very hypocritical kind of thing it's a more of a, a like do as i say not as i do exactly kind of, kind of yeah. thing from homelander so yeah yeah uh, did you have anything else or? Um, yeah, I've got plenty. Oh, <laughs> same here. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, along that, that lines with that meeting, like you said, the deep goes and, and he 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 kind of says, you know, it, it might be treason to, to, to do that, which, uh, you know, he wasn't announced as the vice presidential candidate um, yet. So maybe he was like the know. runner up and it's it's, still it's still yeah. murder. Um, but it, it is still uh, murder. Yeah. Yeah. And we see that again, like you, you you stated, Victoria Newman ends up getting the vice presidential seal there or, or announcement from Robert Singer, which I still love the fact that Eric Kripke not only brought in, um, uh, oh, his the actor's name is escaping me right now that plays Robert Singer, but he plays Robert Singer in this show and he played uh, Bobby Singer, Robert Singer in Supernatural. 
So it was, oh, it was really? really? Yeah, that's the same same actor. Yeah, huh. and I can't I can't believe the name is just completely escaping me right now. I I feel terrible that I can't I can't think of his name. Huh. Um, but uh, but yeah, Eric Kirkby brought him in. Not only did he bring him in, uh, the same actor, but he gives him the same name. It was really really good. That's cool. crossover continuity right there. That's for there sure. you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to talk about Maeve a little bit here. Yes, you know, I, that was my next stop too. Maeve getting out of Vought Tower. Yeah, so we see that you know Victoria, uh, uh, not Victoria, Ashley, and the Deep are worried that the Attorney General is going to get there and find Maeve, and so they they knock her out. And I was a little again this even in the third watch, this still confused me a little bit. Mm-hmm. They knock her out with the I'm assuming the same Novichuk gas that everybody else is using to knock out soups. But yet somehow she was able to overcome it in the van and break out. I didn't I didn't understand that part of it. Same here. But, but OK, we'll 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 let that slide because yeah. I just loved I, I just loved everything with Maeve in this in this episode. Same here. To see her, you know, she's <laughs> she says something to, 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 to Huey about what did she what did she say? Uh, oh, I have the quote if you want. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's like, say it. yeah. Yeah, Maeve goes to Huey saying, it's like, it's like you're a neon sign that says, raw dog me, I'm a bottom. When Huey yeah. states, hey, Maeve, glad to see you all right. <laughs> and he yeah. just goes back. He goes, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, but I love, you know, that fight that she has there with, with Soldier Boy, or not, I'm sorry, with Homelander there. But, you know, she's the one, she has that kind of turn. And this is where we get that that denial of expectation is, mm-hmm. is you know, M.M. walks in, he's got that gas that they're going to use on soldier boy. And she grabs it and throws it out the window. basically saying, no, we're going to use soldier boy to go take out Homelander. And that's when, you know, Billy locks them all up in the safe and turns off the power. So that starlight can't use her powers to break them out. And so that's why the three of them end up soldier boy, Maeve and butcher going to Vought tower to fight Homelander. And then man, that fight between Maeve and Homelander, that I thing, that I thing, I Oh, I cringe. Oh, yeah. Eye gouging. Yeah, that, that yeah, got me yeah. too. Oh, oh, but yeah. I, I, and I love the fact that, you know, she sacrifices herself. Oh, she, she lost. She, I, I truly think she lost her powers with Soldier oh, Boy and her and him, him exploding. And then she was probably in the hospital for a while. And then she left with her girlfriend at no, that no, point. No, they showed that you, we saw the scene there. Oh yeah, she may have been somehow. They may have found some way to to, to fix her up. But they yeah. show that you know they show that scene where the Ashleys see her alive being put into the van by mm-hmm. the boys. Yeah, and so they did. And then they delete the file. And I thought, wow, that's that's pretty bold for the for Ashley. Yeah, yeah. Are they gonna are they gonna be able to keep this secret from Homelander? Because obviously Maeve's now got to try to hide out. Like she says, they're gonna go back to the farm. And I love that the the, the soundtrack songs in this episode were great. Oh yeah, that Elton Elton John's "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." Oh talking yeah, about going back to the farm and just yes, I just loved everything. Especially because that, that was like attributed to her character and where she came from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I really just loved loved all that. I love that where she says question, should I get a pirate patch or the Sammy Davis glass eye? I just thought I, I always go with the pirate patch. And I yeah. and I agree completely with Annie. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. So, so yeah, so that was my next one was just kind of just Maeve just talking about Maeve and, and that fight with Homelander and and how how she again she ends up becoming the hero of the thing. And and I think you're right, because she says that. She says, I'm just another schmuck. Yes. Now with no with no powers and which is what she's wanted throughout this season. We've heard her say that a couple times. She wanted out. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, she wanted out from the like last season. Honestly, mm-hmm. she. Uh, I I think what was that YouTuber that we we covered last week? Then they gave us uh, some feedback, but the way she depicts how she was doing it, and ever since that whole flight with Homelander, and that was on tape. I mm-hmm. think since then she's like, I want out. I don't want to yeah. deal with this anymore. And I don't blame her. And now, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, like I said, like you do, she has no powers because of uh, soldier boy, which is good because now she could live a fruitful life with her girlfriend and then exactly. have a life and go from there. Uh, with Ashley within that particular scene, as you brought up, I would not be surprised if we see Ashley coming to the aid or help of butcher and next season, which would be very uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, definitely a possibility because we did, you know, as much as she's getting belittled and put down by Homelander, eventually she's going to snap. So yeah, Jim Beaver, I had to look it up. That's the name of the actor. Wow. Jim Beaver. He's the one that plays Bob Singer in both supernatural and the boys. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, to move on to another highlight that I had, which was very gr- like cringing to watch, was Homelander and Ryan. He shows up at mm-hmm. Grace's farm, and the fact that you know he got that information from Victoria Newman to find Ryan at that point to bring him to the battle at that point in the building, and he uses it during the the battle at the the Vault uh, Tower with uh, Soldier Boy Butcher and the rest of the crew. Uh, and it just doesn't work out properly. And I, I just like, by that time we get into the fight, it's like soldier boy looks at Homelander and says, uh, you're a sniveling wimp. Mm-hmm. That was to be my replacement. And that's when the fight goes on. And then when soldier boy gets attacked by butcher, because Ryan was attacked by soldier boy then he goes, what the hell's going on here? And he goes, well, that's my wife's kid. Oh, Homelander screwed your wife? Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about a pussy or wimp or whatever. And it's like, and then that's when that Homelander butcher thing on top of Soldier Boy goes into effect. And then Maeve comes into place after a while, too, because it's just literally Butcher and Soldier Boy and then Maeve and Homelander. And the fight is, like you said, was incredible because it's all over the place mm-hmm. at, at a certain point. And then Maeve comes out with the punches and throws. And I'm like, it's Wonder Woman on acid. She's ready to beat down. And that, that to me was like the greatest thing I saw in this show so mm-hmm. far. And yeah. as Rob would say, he, he goes, this show just gets crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. As we talk about this, he goes, he goes, every time I look at this show... It just gets crazier and crazier. I said, yeah, it's like a Howard Stern show. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, they used to say, uh, for fans, they're like, oh, well, why do you listen to him? Oh, I just want to see what he has to say next. Mm-hmm. And then for the Howard Stern haters that was always out there for Shock Jock, they would always say and ask to, uh, to these people who hate him, well, why do you listen to him? Well, I want to see what he has to say next. And that was the constant thing. So now with this show, it's like, I want to see what they have to do next. How could they top their last episode or last season at this point? Because this show gets crazier and crazier. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, how much more can they get (laughs) crazy with this show? Yeah, yeah, we're going to see it next season, I'm sure. Um, You know, I love that that uh, Frenchie figures out that he can he can make the gas 
there in Vought Tower, and then we get that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of those bloody fight scenes with Kimiko putting the air, the uh, you know the wireless pods in her ears, and, and yep, and flash dance, flash dance, yeah, <laughs> and she's just dancing around and, and killing guys, and and you can just see that there's a difference, and I love this actress, um, she's great in her facial expression because you just see like in earlier seasons and earlier and like when they attack uh, with the dildos. You can see that she didn't like what she was doing, but now suddenly she sees the good of what she's doing. Yeah, she's and seeing she's, a benefit behind it and helping others. Yeah. 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 yeah she's having it. fun with it. So I, there was a smile on her face. But the look on Frenchie's face when she starts dancing, mm-hmm. he's like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and, speaking, and speaking of Frenchie, he puts the world's deadliest nerve agent in a ten dollar a $10 bottle of Starlight's Wish perfume. <laughs> yeah. And then May throws it out the window. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, there's a loose thread that, that we're never going to see to yeah. find out what happened with. But still, yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to go back before we get too far away from it, you talked about Ryan a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think Ryan really saved the boys because – he when he calls out to Homelander there after the fight's all over after Soldier Boy's out the, the out the window mm-hmm. and we see Homelander walking in and Ryan comes out and Ryan says I want to go and I want to go with you and so Homelander takes him because at that point I mean they were all going to be at the mercy I mean Starlight had burned out I loved yeah. I loved you know I loved Huey figuring out a way to help Starlight without taking the V that mm-hmm. was just perfect. And yeah. then getting back together is just amazing. I just that's so I'm so glad they were back there, back together because it was I was so worried that we were going to lose that relationship. I, but I don't know, think that's going to be lost. <laughs> no, no, no. And and I just love so you get that moment. And I I've been trying. I was trying to see it every time I watched there at the end of the episode when Homelander kills that guy mm-hmm. and all these people are are shouting his name and and it it pans the camera pans down to Ryan and he's just poker faced. I can't tell whether he's glad Homelander just did that or whether he's scared or just complete blank. And I think I think he's befuddled. He doesn't know what to expect because he's like, wow, is this right or is this wrong? I think that's in his mind right now, because the only people he knew was his mother, Butcher and Grace Mm -hmm. and Homelander to some degree. And Homelander always came off as like a crazy person in front of him. Mm-hmm. So maybe he has a little bit of a good side in his mind about what's yeah, right and, and what's wrong. Who knows? Now we're going to see we're going to see what Homelander's like as a father, I guess. We're going to see him actually try to raise Ryan himself. Uh we'll see how that turns out next Yeah, now up. yeah, that now that it's announced that, you know, that is his son. Mhm. Yeah, and everybody the kid knows floated it. down. <laughs> mhm. Uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised he didn't put him in some kind of a costume that he just left him kind of in the clothes he was wearing. I was kind of surprised, but maybe it's cuz you know, he he remembers himself. And I did watch that uh, diabolical short that was about Homelander. And it gave us some clues to the way Homelander was brought up as a child and the way they experimented on him and stuff. And so maybe he, he doesn't want that to happen with Ryan. So I believe that, too. Uh, let me look, I'm looking at some of my notes so uh a train talking to his brother nate and how nate doesn't oh. want a train there anymore the fact that he killed blue hawk and nate knew but a train was trying to brush it off nate just wanted justice with blue hawk's mugshot yeah, out there to the world yeah. but not be dead 
He just wanted uh, justice. He just wanted vindication. He didn't want A-Train to go out there and kill him. Yeah, exactly. Very similar to the conversation we see between Marvin and his daughter, where he's telling her about what Soldier Boy did to their family. Yes. And explaining. And I just, that moment when he tells her, you know, it, it makes me sad. And then sometimes it makes me mad. And, and letting her know that, that hey, this is who I am. And I just, I, I just love that scene of him opening up to her, telling her about the family, what Soldier Boy did, mm-hmm. and kind of not explaining himself, but letting her know that, hey, I'm flawed. I've got flaws. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah. And, and moving on to uh, family-related stuff, uh, Huey's talk about pizza rolls and his father uh, oh. that, that he would do every night to Annie and him realizing his father was strong and he was taking care of him at that time at their time of need. And he didn't realize it. And he realized that his father wasn't weak. He realized his issues with using the V24 and letting Annie tell him, I told you so that I thought that was a great scene altogether. It was wonderful to hear him, him acknowledge the, the fact that he realizes now that, you know, my father was the strongest one because not only did he stay, but yes. he kept he kept us going. Mom left. And he kept the lights the, on. He kept working. He and took it had care to be of the me. Hardest, yeah, and it had to be yeah. the hardest time for him. Yeah, as well for for uh, Huey's dad. So I just love it. I you know I we did not get enough Simon Pegg this season. We need no. To- we only got him in like what a uh, Facetime one, thing. Yeah, Facetime <laughs> that one episode. So we need to get some more Simon Pegg next next season. I'm I'm calling you out, Eric Kripke. We need more Simon Pegg next season. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have a few quotes. I'm sure, sure you do, too. Uh, I've got a couple that we haven't used yet. Okay. Uh, uh, what was it? Okay. Th- this one's pretty funny. This is from Frenchie. He goes, no, my cake hole will remain open. You will never command me again. I am done with your cruelty. I deserve respect. We all deserve paid vacation days. And a dental plan. And that was the yeah. butcher. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Well, and, and, and just like you already talked about the pizza rolls, but I love Annie's when, when, uh, when Huey asks about, does she know what pizza rolls are? And she goes like middle school sleepover pizza rolls. Yeah, exactly. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, the only other, the only other one I've got is, uh, I just, and it would get, it's one of those, it's not a funny line. But it's a very powerful line delivered by Huey when they're talking about saving Butcher. And he says, we save everyone, even if they don't deserve it, especially if they don't deserve it. I thought that was I thought that was just a wonderful line to hear from yeah. Huey and see his character development throughout this this these last three seasons, really. Same here. Uh, I have one from Soldier Boy, too, which is pretty interesting. Uh, it's him addressing Homelander and he says, it's a shame that I have missed so much. I wish I could have raised you father to son. Maybe if I raised you, I could have made you better and not some weak sniveling pussy starved for attention, but there's no fixing that now. And then the fight moves on and it goes right into the whole fight because Homelander just like feels rejected and put down by Soldier Boy, and that's that's literally, and then Maeve and Butcher both smile, basically to these words as well, which is amazing too to see on uh, on screen. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I thought it was, it was, yeah, just, it's just everything about this finale was really, really, you know, each, each episode. And I think I heard TV podcast industry said something very similar to this. It's like each episode we're like, we're like, wow, that was the best episode ever. How can yeah. they do better? And then we get to the next episode. And we're like, how can they do better? They're better than, than that. You know? yeah, yeah. And I thought, I just thought it was great for, yeah. From like you said, to Ashley taking off her wig and seeing that she's pulled out all her hair. And, you know, at what point, I'm still curious because I know I, I when did she pull out all her hair? When did she get this wig? Because I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm thinking like last season <laughs> at least. So so she's been pulling hair out of the wig, you think? I think she's no. been pulling her hair out this whole season and just just now using the wig to cover it up. I think gone. so too. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh just great, great season. <laughs> uh the last quote I would have that would be from Butcher himself, and that would be towards Huey because and this is after he knocks him out. And he goes, you really are the spitting image of my little brother. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, and Soldier Boy goes, when they're in the car, he goes, where's the cum guzzler? And Butcher goes, you were spot on about him. There I was, filling up the moda. I turn around. The little git had done gone a runner. And that was like, you know, because of him saving Huey. But you knew at that point, that's how he felt about Huey. That That's basically his little brother now. And that, that's what I really appreciate about that particular episode. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only other kind of hole in this, in this really is the whole point of, of Huey was that Huey was going to be able to get them into Vought Tower. And yeah. they didn't show us how Soldier Boy and Butcher got into Vought Tower, but that's okay. You know, we can, we can forgive them some story points. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that was our coverage for the boys, uh, Season 3, Episode 8, The Instant White Hot Wild. So if you guys have any thoughts, you know how to send in that feedback. So uh, we're just going to move right along and go move into Miss Marvel Season 1, Episode 6, the finale, No Normal. Yes, and this one is good. Back in Jersey, Kamala finds Cameron and protects him from damage control, who will stop at nothing to take him in. Boom. Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, well, my initial thoughts, I loved it. it. It was a great way to end the actual season and introduce us to more stuff to come into the MCU. And that's what we will get into when we get into our discussion points. But overall, I just loved it. It, it was a great way. I felt the new confidence within Kamala, uh, especially with Bruno and uh, Nakia and the family itself. The family is together. Kamala's family, the Khan, you know, Kamala Khan's family is together and they embrace her, which is yeah, amazing. I, I just love, I've got some of that in my, my points with her family, but yeah, it was a great, I love the things that got wrapped up. I also love the things that are kind of set up for the, for the future, whether that's a second season or whether as the, the ending card said that miss, uh, that Ms. Marvel will return in the Marvels. So yes, again, we talked about it all season because it's already been announced we knew she was going to be in the next Marvel's movie, but uh, here we've got the official statement uh, saying it. So I'm really cool. I'm, but uh, wow, there is a few things we need to talk about with this episode. It may be short, <laughs> but we've got a few things we need to talk about. All right, well, let's dive right in. Uh, well, first off, well, we know for now it, the real evil within this particular show is always the DODC, the mm -hmm. Department of Damage Control. So, which we find out and we kind of got from the last episode but in this case it's more prevalent not just to kamala cameron all her friends her family but also to the community itself 
because even the mosque really helps out during this particular episode, which I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, even the cops. I thought that was great. Yeah, this was one of my, I loved, you know, the fact that Deaver, Agent Deaver, the female one, she goes way out of line here. And so we have the the other guy kind of pulling rank on her finally. Yeah. And telling her, you know, you obviously, you're, you're relinquished of your duties. But I love that sequence there at the end when all the cops, they're facing the kids and then suddenly they do that about face. So yep. like it was, it was a perfect, I didn't notice until the second, the second watch, but they did a perfect about face all together at the same time to where yep. they were facing damage control. And they're like, no, you're not taking her. It's awesome. You know, this is, this, it was just great their community. There, there are, th- this is our community. You can't take her away from us. And that yeah, is yeah. awesome. Uh, I wish they would do that to Peter Parker, but nobody knows who Peter <laughs> Parker really is. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, her brother showing her up there at the school and just like eavesdropping on their whole plan and just dropping it. And they're just like, yeah, where'd you come from? And he's like, I went to school here, too. You know, I know. How I know to sneak in. <laughs> I go I through thought, the bathroom. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was I thought that was great. I thought the whole that whole uh, all those events in the in the uh, in the school there was was really great. The way they they coordinated their defense and their attacks. attacks. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. The foam because they use science and then. Bruno uses uh, the same technology he left for uh, Mr. Khan that mm-hmm. uh, it was like kind of like a, uh, what, it was like a surprise box that this guy used to do when people stole the Amazon gifts, mm-hmm. but it had glitter and made a lot of noise and <laughs> yeah, and, and kind of fire extinguishers go in. And, yep. and so the phone. So- <laughs> yeah. Zoe, Zoe breaking the glass when we can see right along the side is that metal thing that's supposed to be used to break the glass that she's using whatever she had in her hand. It just it's a great sequence. You know, obviously they all get caught, but yeah. we get to see again. We see the violence of these damage control guys, and and uh, it's all Stark technology too. If you don't realize it, I don't know if mm-hmm. you realize that within it, a lot of it is made up of Stark technology that the, the government has claimed. So, DODC mm-hmm. has all of Stark technology as far as, like, the repulsors. Um, what else did they have? Uh, there was a couple other things I'm forgetting. But the fact that they're they using the drones, this. Yeah, the drones, the tasers, yep. all yep. of that. Yeah, everything. That's all Stark stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, there's no Tony to actually eliminate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Kamala's new suit. Okay. So. Um, uh, I, I, go ahead. I, I loved it. Uh, her mom made it to, uh, for her in Pakistan and packed it into the toffee boxes. <laughs> Absolutely. That was so incredible. It was so great to see her family just embracing her and what, what she's got going on. You know, the, the everyone being supportive of her. And mm-hmm. then, like you said, her, her mom makes the costume. I, you know, I love that moment in the house at the beginning when we see her, her father being so proud and the sister, you know, the new sister-in-law asking all these questions. And, and so brother, does her brother. But the funny yeah. thing is, this is like, yeah, dad leaves it on speaker. So we all hear, yeah. everybody hears it. And it's yeah. like, oh, typical family. It's like, okay. yeah. But I love the brother kind of giving her a hard time about, was that your choice was to break that kid's leg? You know, just kind of just kind of being the big brother of giving her a hard time but i love it and then of course at the end she gets her name we haven't officially heard her say it yet but she's gonna get her she gets her name obviously from her father yes says, you are our ms marvel i thought that was just wonderful well yeah he said basically kamala means marvel and uh not hindi yeah. but arabic i think 
Urdu. And I think he said Urdu. Urdu was Marvel. Urdu. Uh, okay. Yeah, Hindi was perfect or something like. Yeah, Hindi yeah. Was like perfect, and then Urdu though was Marvel, and that's what he liked. And her mind just Marvel. went to Carol Danvers. Uh, I'm like yeah. Captain Marvel, and he goes, "I don't know who this Carol Danvers is, but, but you know, obviously we, we do get what I've been looking forward to is get actual Carol Danvers at the end of the episode." Uh, we get yeah, if you guys were able to stay until the end credit scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we get uh, Kamala blipping away and then we get Carol just falling into her bedroom going, where the hell am I? Why is there pictures around me? Oh, yeah, my. I, lo- couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell because here's the thing, though, with that scene, like I, I couldn't I wasn't sure the first time, but in the second time. I was I was a little I was like no that is Brie Larson that is because that's her costume but the voice was Kamala's voice yes that's what it sounded like to me so I don't know if she turned into like her image changed to Captain Marvel or what or what happened there but obviously this is something that's probably going to be explained in the in the movie when it comes and out. the Marvels probably yeah. when it comes out uh, I have to go back and listen uh, you said it was her voice so now I have it to go watch it to me for like a Kamala's, yeah it's it sounded to me like it was Kamala's voice coming out of that that now I could have been wrong I could be wrong it could have been Brie Larson's voice but it, it really sounded like it was Kamala's voice coming out of her so it, it, like at first I was like with you I thought oh did she just change places that's what I thought. Captain Marvel. Yeah. But I think I think she her image changed into because she's looking at the pictures, you know, so I, but I don't know. I, I Obviously, we're going to have to probably get some further deep divers into this and, and see. But I, I could be wrong. It might not have been Kamala's voice, but it's sure yeah. that second. Well, that you, second you guys, you listeners tell us you back yeah. and research that for us and you get back to us and let us know. <laughs> and to top off on that, uh, talking about community uh we we get the head of the mosque protecting kamala bruno uh karam uh, uh cameron 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 yeah. yeah and uh on on top of that and the dodc comes in and they say all these stupid things about it's like oh we have somebody that looks like this and he goes well that describes everybody within this mosque yeah, it was great. They all had their IDs out and they're all ready. But yeah, I love, I love it. And then they're searching through and they come to that one room that's got that kid in it who Nikaya says uh, uh, is his, is her boyfriend. And he's like, did you get that on tape? Is it is your body camera on? Can yeah. I get a copy of that? You know, hey, world, she's I'm her boyfriend. You know, and I'm just like, whatever, guy. Well, well uh, the fact that there there's such a sense of community within this world and mm-hmm. Kamala feels it. Towards the end, we we do get that feeling of everything, and we do see it. Uh, we see it on Instagram, all the uh, the media stuff yeah. that's going on. Uh, we do get to see the creator of Miss Marvel in that too. Okay, that's who that was. Okay, I was trying there to was, figure that out. There, there was a white female. Now, mind you, she mm-hmm. is a white female, and she does talk about it, and she is there, and that is the. Uh, the creator of Miss Marvel, the, show, and the showrunner. That's 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 great. I, I saw that on IMDb, and I couldn't didn't know who that person was. So that's that was really cool. When I was trying to figure out if Brie Larson was actually in the episode or not, and she isn't credited, I, I saw that other credit, and I was like, who is this person? So mm. uh, so that's who that was that I was looking at. Uh, yeah, I loved it. You know, one of the things that, that goes right all alongside with with what you're talking about with the community, not just the mosque community and the Pakistani community there, but the real plan being the fact that Zoe's. TikTok followers brought all those other people 
then yes. to the to the high school was was great. I love that part when you know the the smile that Zoe gets on her face when when Kamala reveals that well the real plan you know they're they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna stop the uh, damage control with softballs and she's like no we're gonna stall damage control with softballs the real plan <laughs> is zoe and then we find out that it's her sending out her tiktoks i, was, I thought that was just awesome. so clever and so great yeah and, and there, there's so much sense of community within this and the fact that we get Deaver decommissioned from the dodc at the mm-hmm. very end and that is amazing and her boss is saying no you're fired you're done mm-hmm. you're you, you have to leave right now and that was after the whole instance between Karim and uh, uh, Cameron and and Kamala and Kamala. Yeah. And to me, honestly, that was amazing. I, I just loved it in the sense that they treated them as people. But, you know, obviously Kamala just runs off as she does. Yeah. I, you know, th- that's another one of those things that we hadn't talked about yet. Cameron, you know, when he figures out that he figures out that his mom is dead. Uh, that Najima is is gone, and mm-hmm. Kamala's trying to be sympathetic with him, and but then he just loses it, and he goes outside, and he's attacking people, and Kamala has to save. Basically, uh, Kamala saves that whole crowd from that Hummer. She mm-hmm. stops, she stops Cameron, and then she opens that hole up so that he can get to the harbor. I loved, you know, that was one of those things that the Red Dagger just said, "Oh, get him to the harbor," like. <laughs> No specific dock, no place. Nothing. Just, yeah, it's just, yeah, anywhere. The harbor. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll forgive it, I guess, because that's, it's, I guess they're parked on every harbor known to man in like Queens. Yeah. In that area. Is it Queens? Uh, it was, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. So it's New Jersey. So all around New Jersey, they probably had all those guys waiting, going, when is this guy coming? Yeah, I was like, just, just get coming. to the harbor. Every time she would say get to the harbor, I'd be like, you, you need to tell him a place, like a specific, like you got to be yeah. a little more specific than <laughs> the harbor. You know, I was just, I, I thought, I, but anyway, that it, it gave me a laugh. It gave me a chuckle every time they would say that. Cause I was just like, what, how's he going to know where to go? But of course we do see at the end, you know, we see him show up there uh, back in, in Pakistan and he, he does approach the red dagger. So we we're obviously going to yep. see, more of him at some point, whether it's in a season two or in the movie or whatever. Yeah, and, and you do see uh, Kamala's love interest from that side too of the daggers too yeah, that, that gave her her around. scarf. Yeah, yeah, he kind of gives Cameron that look of like, "Hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, what's up?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because effectively, from what we understand, I, I guess. There is no more clandestines. They're all gone. They're all Cameron, gone. Cameron is the last only one left. Yeah. So, so he's he's by himself. He's got to rely on somebody else to help him. So, and plus we have to uh, talk about the topic of Kamala herself because uh, there was that ending scene. We already spoke about it briefly about uh, Bruno stating that there is uh, a gene output or, or something within her genes that's different than her family. We get the, the X-Men theme from 1997. Okay. That's what that was. I thought that sounded familiar, yeah. you know, and then he uses the word mutation and I love, I think we already talked about it a little bit, but she, yeah. she just says, I love that line that comes from when she says, Oh, it's just another label. 
that the mutant would be just another label and she Correct. doesn't want a label. I thought that was really great. It was a great way for, for Feige to bring mutants into it without actually saying the word mutants. Exactly. Without actually bringing, you know, and so it's, it's open now for them to do, do something with it or not. It's, it's, yeah. it's all up to them now. It, it was very much alluding very much like what we got with Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, which mm-hmm. uh, I had covered, uh, I think with, Robert, was it Robert that I covered that? I I think it was with you. Did we? No, we talked about. We talked. All right, about yeah, it. yeah. And you're going to do Love and Thunder with Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love and Thunder with Rob. Yeah, but with, within that, they we got the 1997 animated uh, X Men theme within that when they introduced uh, Xavier with the mm-hmm. red or yeah, red yellow hovercraft or whatever wheelchair that he is hover wheelchair. And we got that again. So it, it's like very prominent in the sense that we're going to get mutants within us. And yeah. the way that they're trying to decipher this is, is that Kamala is not, you know, the bangle enhances her mutant genes. So it's always been deep down. It just enhanced it in the sense that she could do it. It also enhances in the sense that she could do more. Mm-hmm. So we, we got the Embiggen thing. Within the episode, obviously, she's able to embiggen herself, which is amazing. Uh, we never got to see another bangle, unfortunately, but in a sense that she is able to hone her abilities. And now I'm hoping that Cameron could do that with where whatever they put him in later on mm-hmm. within in, in the MCU or whether it be another marvel uh disney plus show you know mm-hmm. I, I would like to see that but uh, it, it would show that <clears throat> that he is actually a mutant just like cap uh kamala herself you mm-hmm. know right but uh they they didn't really talk about you know inhumans and we haven't really topped up upon that subject which is fine I think Marvel's kind of straying away from that because due to, what was it, four years ago, they tried to do that, and it was terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was released in the theaters, and uh, the only thing that we got a snippet of it was within Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness when we got Black Bolt right. in that, and that was about it. But uh, as uh, you comic book enthusiasts know that... Mutants were descendants of Inhumans because they were integrated with Inhumans, and that's how we got that mutation where there are mutants, and that's where they get their abilities from. Uh, according to the Fox theory, they get it from the male genome. So it's the male that that kind of uh, gives that uh, that gene itself and uh progresses it so we'll, we'll see what they do with it within the marvel cinematic universe as well as disney plus we have so much to look forward to because there is so much on the table that we're going to be looking forward to as far as like with shows with she hulk what else is coming out there's so much I, more yeah she hulk what if loki you know, we've all got, you know, like you said, Love and Thunders coming out. Uh, I, I don't know if there's another movie slated for this year yeah. or not. Uh, I, it's been so long since I saw that. I, I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that after the comic, the San Diego Comic-Con at the end of the month, we're going to have a lot of stuff that they're going to release and, and give us, hopefully give us dates on. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah but- I think I think Love and Thunder and then She-Hulk is the next thing after that. And then maybe what if 
I want to say. I'm hoping What If, because I really enjoyed What If as a cartoon. And mm-hmm. they were able to expand on so much because it was in cartoon form. But uh, I'm looking more forward to the What If Zombies. You know, I don't know if that's going to be a, a live action or if it's going to be animated. If it's animated, I I, I wouldn't be upset. But uh, I yeah. really enjoyed that one episode that we did get. And I actually mm-hmm. rewatched it recently, too. And honestly, it does hold up. And it, it's so, so much fun. Um, yeah, it's kind of gruesome. Yes. But uh, if they move forward from that, that would be amazing. Unfortunately, we don't have Chadwick Boseman. And he was still left alive. And that was crucial within the comic story. And obviously, he was still left alive at the very end of the last What If with uh, What If Zombies. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, to me, whatever we get, I will embrace it completely because it is Marvel and it's stuff that we all grew up on. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I've got is there's a, there's a quick, I was a little confused both times watching it and I don't know if we're ever going to get any closure on it, but there was a, there was a quick scene at the very end of the episode that we see Bruno, we see Bruno stick a letter in someone's locker and that happens before the car scene with Nakaya and Kamala. So I was a little confused about who is he giving this letter to? Is it, I mean, presumably we would think he'd be giving some sort of letter to Kamala, maybe, you know, telling her his feelings or something. I don't know. But like I said, it was real quick scene of him. He puts a letter in somebody's locker and then, and then we get the, the one week later or yeah, then we get the one week later or maybe it's, in the same time, I don't know, but either the car scene where the three of them are laughing and driving away in the car is after the scene with this letter that he puts yes. in to mm-hmm. the locker. So I don't know what that's all about. I don't know if we're ever going to get any closure on that. I can't believe they would throw, they would put a scene like that in there. I, and- I, I really don't think that's a throwaway scene. I think, I don't think that is meant for Kamala. I think that was meant for Nakia. Maybe. Yeah. And- we'll, have to, we'll have to find out. And I really think that, like, you know how I said I was like, I would always ship both Bruno and Nakia. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised it is if it was a letter from Bruno to Nakia to say, hey, keep track of Kamala. And these are the things that I have found. Yeah. And Even, like I said, it's it just it just it was just very confusing that it takes place before the car scene. Yeah, especially since, you know, it basically stole Cameron's ride, in a sense. Well, I mean, he left it behind. He left it behind, so, you know, he couldn't take it with him. Well, well, that insurance is going to be so great for a kid that age, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're worrying about insurance at this time. Uh, Not now, not until the bill comes, and they're like, oh, crap, uh, here, here, I'll sell it. Okay, oh, wow, that paid. No, that's, yeah, no, that's (laughs) what I'm saying is I don't think anybody's getting a bill. I think they're just going to drive that car until the wheels fall off. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's uh, it, it, like I said. That was the only. That was the last thing I really had. Um, yeah. Everything else we've discussed. Uh, I think. Um, yeah, I think we've discussed everything else that I had in my in my notes and in my my discussion points. Same here. Um, uh, so I guess we just got quotes now. 
all right, quotes. Uh, let me look at what I have for quotes. I do believe they are here. And nope, all I have is notes. Oh, okay. one one quote actually. Sorry, okay. uh, that would be Dever. Okay, but you don't want a felony on your high school transcripts, and Nikia is stating that it's against her religious rights if they open the door, then hiding that yeah. that guy who that she kid. states is her boyfriend, who obviously had a crush on her, and that was about it. <laughs> so the, the only I've got just a few here. Um, the the mosque, the leader of the mosque says, "I don't need anyone on my side. I'm not even concerned if God is on my side as long as." I am on his side for God is always right. That And then he says he attributes that to Abraham Lincoln, which is correct. Uh, yeah. Sort of, sort of the actual, the actual quote from Abraham Lincoln is, sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side for God is always right. Hmm. So I'm, I, a little, little twisted, but that, I mean, that's, you know, how many of us can directly quote, from memory, some of those kind of things. So I, exactly. I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not quibbling. I just thought it was interesting because I really wanted to look up to see if it was an actual quote from Abraham Lincoln and, and sure enough, it was. So I thought that was great. That, that um, is great. The, the other, the, the only other two I've got is uh, when, uh, <laughs> when uh, Kamala's brother is talking to Cameron and he says, do you even like British Bake Off? Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing about his being cousins and stuff. Yep. And then uh, when the police when the police call her Nightlight, she says, "Not that name." So, <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed that, and I'm so glad we are going to get her changing her name. Oh yeah, definitely, and the fact that you know her father coined it, and now I'm hoping that she herself will say, and when presented, and everybody asks, "Who are you?" I she could say, "I'm Miss Marvel," right? And I, and it would be next to Carol Danvers at that point saying. Captain Marvel. So, mm-hmm. and then obviously we're going to get Monica Rambeau, who will also be Captain Marvel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what name she's going to take up. We don't. We don't have a name for her. We yet. don't have a name yet. No. But uh, yeah, it, overall, it, I, I thought it was a great show. I, I had a really good time with it, and uh, I'm looking forward to what we have based on that little snippet of a cameo. Mm-hmm. I look forward to rewatching yet again to see if uh, Carol Danvers does speak with Kamala's voice. So I have to really look into that. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch it again now to make sure I get because the closed captioning didn't pick up, didn't say anything uh, for it. I, I got to, I'll have to look it up again and see. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was really great. And I loved, you know, especially like doing this episode with the boys and Ms. Marvel together is is really great because Ms. Marvel was a really good kind of, we talked about this before, like a palate cleanser. You yeah. Know, the boys is so violent. And so, which I love too, don't get me wrong, but the, the Ms. Marvel story was so, was light. And I mean, this last episode was, had a lot, was real, probably the heaviest one of them all, but it was still had that light note of hope and brightness to it that I just loved. Yeah, yeah, the the boys definitely did have a heavier tone to it, but we do have a brightness of light at the very end. At the very end of the season, unlike other seasons, <laughs> the last few that we've had, but uh, you know, w- w- with Miss Marvel too, it gave us that palate cleanser of while we were watching the boys, we could watch this and feel good about ourselves and feel good about somebody else too. And what they're doing. So, uh, yeah. And it's like basically 
we're watching all these other people with the boys that have been dealing with their powers or dealing with people with powers at that point and opposing them. Whereas with Miss Marvel, we just been dealing with, okay, she's learning about her powers. She wants to do good and she is doing good, but also making her mistakes. And at the very end, you know, we, we get something, something positive out of it. And that's the whole point. So, uh, you know, next on for us would be She-Hulk. So, uh, look forward to that. Uh, but before that, we're going to be moving into Thor Love and Thunder. So, uh, Robin and myself will actually be covering that this week. So, uh, check that out when it comes out. Um, but, uh, before we leave, we will talk about how you guys could get in touch with us as far as feedback, right? Absolutely. Uh, obviously, you are listening to us, as we as we say every week and every episode, you are listening to us on your podcast player of choice. If that uh, uh, player allows you to give us a review, we would love to get a five-star review from you. Obviously, they will contact us and let us know about that, and we would uh, give you a shout-out here on the podcast. We also have a website, which is panels2pixelspodcast.com. Mark has been uh, vigorously working on that and getting that ready for you all. And you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, We like to actually put in a picture of what we're covering that week. So that way you could easily leave a comment below the actual image within the comments below. So you just have to go to facebook.com slash panels to pixels and just leave feedback below. And we are on Twitter at panels to pixels. That's at the panels and the number two, and then pixels. Exactly. And, or you could leave us an email and our email address is panels to pixels one at gmail.com panels. The two is spelled out T O pixels and the number one at gmail.com there. You could just send out a regular texted email. If you don't feel like sending out a texted email, that's fine. All you have to do is record yourself on your phone, your computer or whatever, just a, a voice recording and then attach it as an attachment and then we will play it and then we'll just comment accordingly as we're recording. We are on YouTube we are panels, two pixels podcast there. So you can check us out, subscribe, give us a thumbs up again. That's panels, two pixels podcast. Don't just search for panels to pixels. You'll get a whole nother YouTube channel, but it's panels, two pixels podcast. Yeah, but if you like Josh, do subscribe and like what he does, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are also on Instagram, and that's at Panels to Pixels Podcast. That's all spelled out as it is. Panels to T.O. Pixels Podcast. And we would love for you to check out all the other content on the Next Level Podcast Network. We highly recommend them. Wilhelm, The Melting Pat, Podcast Zero, and so many more that uh, ones that are coming back. You can go uh, online to nextlevelradioonline.com and see all of them right there. There's links to the shows. Even Panels to Pixels is there. Yep. You can check us out there. Or you can just go straight to your podcast player of choice. Uh, well, we're... Where can El, you know, well, where else can listeners hear us, Steve? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um, no, we, we, uh, <laughs> uh, 
I send I send voicemails to various podcasts. It has been a silly week, y'all. And I'm fixing to go to camp with a bunch of youth for the week. It's going to be crazy and it's going to be stupid hot. But anyway, uh, so you probably won't hear me for a little while. But uh, I send voicemails to various podcasts that our print that our friends do, and uh, I, I love to to shout those out. Uh, obviously, Strange Indeed just mm-hmm. wrapped up their Stranger Things coverage, and uh, what. WTF is from just wrapped up their coverage of the first season of from uh, I send regular voicemails to them. Then of course run for your lives right here on the next what this, this no is wrong podcast network. <laughs> <laughs> of course, run for your lives on the pirate core podcast network is uh, pirate core entertainment. Excuse me. Pirate core entertainment run for your lives podcast. I send them regular voicemails as often as I can. <laughs> okay all right well you all can listen to me on the adrenaline cinema podcast now uh oh, wow here we go yeah, you know this has been a podcast y'all yeah steve steve has, uh, has got me on the roll okay so you could find me on the adrenaline cinema podcast and there we cover anything Action-related fantasy, uh, thriller, suspense, everything that gets you your adrenaline going, obviously. Uh, I think the last thing that I put up was The Angry Red Planet with uh, Jerry and myself. Uh, we had a great time about that. It was a 1959 movie, so if you if you guys are not familiar with it, you can easily find it on YouTube. There are ads, so if you're a YouTube subscriber for free, literally you just have to suffer through the ads. It's that kind of... Like, you know, 50s horror movie, science fiction, kaiju style movie. So check that out. And uh, Jerry and I covered that there. Uh, before that, we had uh, contact with Lizzie and myself. Uh, coming up will be Escape from Planet of the Apes. So we're covering Planet uh, Escape from Planet of the Apes uh, with Jerry and myself. We're continuing our uh, apes coverage, as it were. And uh, after that, uh, you'll probably hear Steve and I cover Predator, and then after that, Prey, once it comes out. So, uh, you know, you could check me out there on Adrenaline Cinema Podcast on the Pyrocore Entertainment Network. Uh, I will be providing some feedback to Strange Indeed for Stranger Things Season 4, Episode 9. So I'll uh, give my heavy metal kind of review of what was going on within the actual episode uh, for that particular uh, season finale. But uh, a little quick thoughts of what I liked about it, too, before I go into that. But uh, other than that, that's about it. Um, but we, I, I, Steve, I think you and I really did cover The Boys and Miss Marvel well, think, within this particular we did, we episode, did well. we did well for panels to pixels podcast. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it was a it was a dual chore, but we did it. Uh, next time you guys hear us, we'll be doing Thor: Love and Thunder. That will be Rob and myself, and then after that, we'll be moving on to the Umbrella Academy. So I know that TV podcast industries has already started it, and I'm sure Strange Indeed has jumped right into it. But we'll be about an episode behind. Maybe two, but please keep up with us and, you know, check them out just the same as you do us. It's fun. So with that, same podcast, different panel, different pixel. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this was Panels to Pixels, and we'll see you on the next panel. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.